Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. Twenty-one days. Twenty-one days. Twenty-one. Twenty-one days until we officially go and vote. Many of you are voting now. You got your ballot in. Every day at four o'clock, we bring you midterm mayhem. The madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm elections of volume. All right. So the governor's race. There's a new poll out. It's a very interesting poll earlier today, and it's a poll that's good. There are bad polls out there. This is a, you know, I'm not saying it's a good poll because Hobbs is up by one. This is a good poll because it's you not. You believe it a Lake little bit plus more. 18. There you go. Okay. So here's the deal. Uh, we spoke earlier today with Paul Benz, VP of Research and Strategy for High Ground. Yes. So they've done this poll. And uh, so it is Hobbs plus one. Pretty much, obviously, a toss-up. But when you break it down, you know, you think, and what we've always said is, hey, if the independents go towards one of these candidates, that is the candidate that's going to win. Eh, There's another, right? There's another block out there. There may be a pathway. Without the independents. Without the independents, because a lot of it also has to do who's showing up. Yes. And that age group. Which age group is it? Because one we know shows up all the time and they like to vote. So listen to this. Independence versus the older people in Arizona. This is what we asked uh, Paul Benz. What do the independents look like? Which way are they falling in this poll that you guys have done? Hobbs has a slight advantage among the independents, about 48 to 36 percent or so among the unaffiliated. And then the smaller segment, about 60 to 35. So overall, she's getting about a 15 point boost among unaffiliated voters right now. But part of that's being offset that Lake is cleaning up in our 65 and older category, which makes up a big portion of our electorate. She's really solidified that group and now is at 53 percent of that compared to like 39. If you are running for governor, is it now more important to get the 65 plus than the independent vote historically in the state of arizona that's been true we've got a lot of retirees and they vote no matter what Mm. independents tend to under participate but that's the that's really sort of the measurement here is who's going to show up in this race because it's a dead heat now you've got hobbs up by one and she's building what we expect a more traditional democratic coalition to be independent female voters and younger voters but Lake is holding her off at the moment or closing the gap, at least, by having a big portion of that 65 and older. All right. Paul Bentz, uh, the new poll out from High Ground. And it says Hobbs plus one. But if you really break it down, independence, Hobbs is winning 48 to 36, which is good for Hobbs. She's got the independent vote. She's got the female voters. Yes. She's got younger voters. But Carrie Lake, 65 plus, as he said, is cleaning up. Yeah. Okay. So what do we make of this? Because I always thought the independent vote, well, that's where it's going to go. It it seems we have a lot of Republicans, a lot of 65-year-old and plus that are voting for Carrie Lake. And I think this might also go to, uh, that's probably how Blake Masters has climbed back in this race a bit, too. Yeah, I think that's, uh, Blake has done, I think, a little bit better job, and, and, and money is being thrown around by a lot of these people, but uh, it, the, and, and this is what you have to pay attention when you watch polls. Hmm. Likely voters 
and registered voters are two separate things. You can be a registered voter, but you may vote never in the midterms. Them asking you a question about who you vote for, you don't really care. Likely voters mean I'm showing up. I am vote more often than not. So the 65 and older crowd, well, they show up and vote. Right. If there is a, um, a vote for president on the ballot, you're going to get a lot more people to come out yeah. and vote. Okay. Uh, so, Chad, you asked this question to uh, Paul Benz about this poll. Hobbs plus one. Uh, is Lake even trying to get independence? Listen to this. If Lake got any independence, even if they split him, uh, it would pretty much be Lake's to lose. They don't seem to be interested in talking to independents. They don't seem to be interested in growing their base of support. The Republican strategy right now appears to be a suppressive strategy. Uh, fill the airways with negativity, attacking their opponents, knowing that their base is going to show up no matter what. Independents are prone to being turned off, and if they are turned off by messaging, they generally don't show up. That's why even even though they're about a third of our electorate, they're only about 24% of likely voters. The strategy I'm seeing from Republicans right now is they don't seem to be interested in independence. They'd rather just turn them off. All right. So very interesting from Paul Benz, high ground. So Lake doesn't even really want the independent vote. So let me give well, you... Not she was. She's just well, not trying for it. Well, that means she doesn't want it. Yeah. I mean, well, she'll take what she can get, but she's not going after independence. Okay. So I'm an independent. I'm not voting for Carrie Lake. I'd never vote for someone who is an election denier. But you tell me, how is Hobbs going after independence and getting somebody like me excited about somebody like her? Because she's not. No. And, you know, the thing is, and, and this is something about it being independent, is uh, they're focused on the other team and they're focused on their team. You're talking, I don't know who's Whatever there. Whatever candidate is. They're not looking for people who are undecided or independent in thinking. They're Because those people aren't, aren't on a team, so they're not getting the same inter- information for the Democrats or the Republicans. They only care about the other squad so and their neither squad. is going for independence. No, no. But it just happens that Katie Hobbs is winning that vote, 48-36, even though she and Lake aren't really trying to get us under their tent. Yeah. No, they're not they're trying, not trying to expand the tent. Interesting. And I always thought it was, a, it was you know, again, Republicans struggle with this. And I think a lot of it is we put our message out there. You come to us. No, it's time to change. You need to go to them to get people interested. And everybody needs to go to independence. And it's the largest growing block of voters in the country, let alone our state. And nobody seems to care. Mm. I mean, independents might choose Hobbs just because they don't like Carrie Lake. It's a possibility. Yeah. And vice versa. I, You know what? Better the devil I do than the devil I don't. Because the reality is, this lady ain't paying any attention to me. So, and she's not telling me anything well, about who she is. Well, lady's paying attention to independence. Well, of course not. Then nobody's going to pay Okay. Me. That's where we are in this day and age. All right. That's uh, Midterm Mayhem. Every day at 4.05, we bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. All right. Right now, it's time for Five Spot. We're actually going to do exactly what we did yesterday. And the reason is, we're going to find out, was yesterday an anomaly? Because it was one-sided when it came to one candidate. So, here's what we're doing. Call us if you're a Latino voter. You're going to vote in the election. We're going to ask you who you're voting for for governor. 277-KTAR. Remember, uh, one out of five voters in Arizona, Latino. We've talked about the independent vote. We've talked about the 65-plus vote. Latinos, 277-KTAR, who are you voting for for governor? Tell us. Five Spot, next.
Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, it is time for Five Spot. Five Spot, where we put five of you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. So, in the last segment, it looks like Katie Hobbs is winning the independent vote. It looks like Carrie Lake is winning the plus 65 vote. Who's winning the Latino vote? So yesterday on Five Spot, Chad Benson, four out of five Latino callers yesterday favored Lake. We're doing this again today. It was yesterday just an anomaly? Or is this something we really got to look at? Is is Lake dominating when it comes to Latinos? Or was yesterday just, you know, we had five callers, four of them said Lake. Let's do it again today and see what we come up with. Who are you voting for governor and why Latino voters? Caller number one. Uh, Maria, uh, who are you voting for governor and why? I am voting for Lake um, because as a Latino, believe it or not, the border issue is very important to me. I feel that Hobbs is a weak person that cannot represent the state of Arizona. Okay, right. fantastic. Well said. Thank you so very much. Uh, man, I tell you what, that was uh, pretty simple. So far, one zip. Jessica and Tempe, uh, who are you voting for and why? Hobbs. Because oh. since we don't have um, Karen anymore that could have really pushed our state forward, there's not really much of a choice because Lake is too damn crazy for me. All right. So we got one too damn crazy and one uh, for uh, Lake board, because board Hobbs is, is weak. So uh, real quick, five spot Latino callers. Who are you voting for for governor? Uh, yeah, Anna in Phoenix. Who are you voting for? I'm definitely voting for Hobbs. All right. Hobbs. Why? Why? Because I could never align myself with a freaking idiot like Lake. Okay. All right. There you I go. I care about women's rights. I care about public education. I'm a teacher, and I'm really concerned about the status of elderly, seeing what my mom goes through just to get proper medical care. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry, baby. Sorry about that. I've got to jump. i got two more. Uh, Joe in Phoenix. Uh, who are you voting for and why? Um, I'm going to vote for Hobbs, and the reason why, as a uh, a Latino veteran, I worry about our republic and where the Republican Party is taking us, specifically Fincham, Lake. Um, they scare me. They really do. Very MAGA. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. And the last one, five spot today, uh, Vidal and Chandler. Who are you voting for and why? Hobbs. Hobbs. Why? Uh, I'm also a teacher and a veteran. Okay. And my biggest concern is threat to democracy. Now, okay. Okay. All right. So, Fantastic. There, Thanks so much. We've done the same thing for two days here on Five Spot. It's fascinating. Yesterday, Latinos only. Who are you voting for? Four to five said Lake. Today, Latinos only. Four to five said Hobbs. Now, we'll just, let's pull the curtain back a little bit. When we do Five Spot... We don't screen you. We ask your name and where you're calling from, and that's it. We make sure you're a Latino because we're taking calls from Latinos. That's it. We don't ask who you're voting for off the air. We screen you very quickly and put you through. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? Pretty interesting. All right. So four out of five Latinos went for Lake yesterday. Four out of five went for Hobbs today. I have two polls that talk about the Latino vote because more than one in five 
Arizona voters this election cycle will be Latino. So there was a poll in September. Hobbs leads Lake among Hispanic voters, 62 to 32. Do I even have to do the other poll? No, no. The other poll is, is, is garbage. Anyway, I don't know if it's 62, 35. It's one poll. Yeah. I don't know whether to believe that Hobbs is leading Lake among Hispanic voters when I just see one poll. So... That's why we do five spot. We kind of pick your brain. Yesterday, four to five, Lake. Today, four to five, Hobbs. Take it for what it is. I don't know. Yeah. That's it. But so it's kind of where everybody says it, it's a pick them. Right? It is to pick them. New poll today, Hobbs plus one. She's leading with independence. Carrie Lake is dominating 65 plus. It's going to be close. Thank you, everybody, for calling for uh, five spot. Up next. Up next. Uh, Halloween is uh, right around the corner. It is. Would you let your kid dress up as Jeffrey Dahmer? Would I? For Halloween. Hmm. Ooh. Next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. When do you say no to your kid's Halloween costume? So, like, Chad, you got a four-year-old, and so you can, you know, you... You're in that decision. You know uh, yeah, I mean? I'm in that decision. Yeah, you're in. But uh, she's four, so right. it's weird. She likes right. Chucky, but she also wants to be, a, <laughs> you know, uh, a a princess. All right. I know it. It definitely depends on the age. But there is a new Halloween costume out. There's always one of these. Remember, they had Bin Laden costumes, and that, of course, is bad taste. Um. Now they've got uh, Jeffrey Dahmer costumes. Uh. Yeah. So. Jeffrey Dahmer in the 90s killed a whole bunch of people. He ate a whole bunch of people. This was as sick a human being as possible. I wonder, wouldn't he take that step, right? I, I don't know, What's that man. Step? It's not bad if you're killing. You're like, you know what? I've always wondered what yeah, you taste like. It's crazy. So, also on Netflix, there are all these things to watch on Jeffrey Dahmer. I'm watching one right now. I'll tell you what. It's, it's fascinating to watch and see how sick someone is i know how weird that sounds and maybe that makes me creepy no, and weird it makes you what everybody else is which is murder is entertainment but this is different this is a different cat altogether he's not just a murderer i mean he went so far as he was drilling into people's heads yeah well he wanted to make zombies but it's still entertainment yes well yes it and it's weird but it's this like id channel and all of those things uh, women love that stuff they want to see when they you know 48 hours and you know with keith morrison and you know right. who, who did it and we're you know we're obsessed with the the teenage girl that gets killed by her boy it's murder is business now of entertainment. Look at the biggest podcasts in the world. They're all about murder or crimes. Right. So Evan Peters is playing on Netflix, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes. And it's like a 10 episode series. And you really see he, he's a great actor. If you've never seen him, you see how sick and demented um, Jeffrey Dahmer was. Well, how deep you go in somebody's mind when you're playing that? Well, we can talk about, remember who played the Joker? Yeah. Um, yeah, but he's nuts regardless of the Joker. No, the first guy. Who, Who's Jack? Who, no, second guy. Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger. You know, he always said that the Joker kind of killed him. I mean, a lot of people thought he didn't say that, but a lot of people thought that. You go into somebody's mind that far, you know, it could mess you up. It but can. I'm, I'm watching this this series, 
and you just see how how sick he is. Here's the thing. You can't let your kid dress up like Jeffrey Dahmer. No. And there is a costume out there. It's got big glasses. Wise man, tell us how sick the guy was. 17 boys and men that he killed. Right. He was convicted on 16 of the 17 in two different states over the course of 13 years. And And he liked to eat body parts. He's obsessed with controlling people. Mm. He wanted ownership over them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I wonder, too, is for people like him, it's how many were really out there? Because how many people went missing and he didn't tell them, right? didn't tell them. They never found anything out about you know? what I'm seeing is he was happy to tell everybody about everybody. Yeah, he was happy to tell the authorities how many people he killed, how he did it. And the drilling in the head, the whole yeah. th- that stuff is crazy. When is it over the line for Halloween? Like, because I remember there was some costume in it hit the Internet 20 years ago. Remember the people, you know, after 9-11, somebody dressed up as the World Trade Centers. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. And you look at that and you say, listen, uh, it's in bad taste. A lot of people died. That's not funny. It's over the line. I, I think this is over the line, too. This well, is one of the most awful mass murderers in American history. Uh, it's, it's, it's Halloween. I think people are going to do it. People dress up as killers all the time. Becky and I were joking, talking about this earlier. Uh, people dress up like Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde killed a whole bunch of people. Go look at their reign of terror mm. and look how they died. Not the pretend television way they died, but the actual way they died and how they lived. It was violent no, they and died gross. in a shootout. People dress up as gangsters all the time. Right. So we it's a weird we romanticize some of this stuff. Ted Bundy, man, yeah, guy killed a lot of people. Yeah, but I don't see any Ted Bundy. Oh, I saw Halloween. people do a bunch of Ted Bundy you stuff. Did? Yeah, you know, but it's but for Dahmer though, the thing that set him apart is he ate people. Yeah, yeah. That really Jeffrey Dahmer weird. Halloween costumes are evil and torture families. So says one of the mothers of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims. Is Dahmer a thing for Halloween? There's a bunch of items being sold on places like eBay and Poshmark. So a lot of people are talking about how it's going to be the biggest costume this year. So Shirley Hughes is the mother of Tony Hughes, who was one of the 17 people that Jeffrey Dahmer tortured and killed. Oh, gosh. Tortured yeah. and killed. So how? You imagine how she feels. I can't. But, but she's also mad, and a lot of them are, too, because of the whole thing with uh, not just because you're watching the show, but uh, concurrently, there is a documentary on that Netflix speaks too. to his family and all. So there's all of this stuff. And he is, you know, he's trending on Twitter and stuff. Right. It's creepy. Tortured and killed. So she basically says that this is absolutely horrible and disgusting that anybody would want to dress up as him and that every day the families of the victims live with this. And it's very heartbreaking and painful. Yeah. Like, it's sad they lost, like, a family member, but, like, it's Halloween. <laughs> I think a lot of people feel that way. That was Katie Hobbs at the end, yeah. by the way. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, I mean, you say what you want, but people do silly things. People do morbid things, and sometimes that's just kind of the humor that they have. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you dressed up as the Titanic this year, you and a friend and it broken apart, nobody would say, oh, that's a really cool costume. How many people died? We pick and choose. We do. Oh, Steve, did you dress up as somebody wise, man? No, I was going to say, isn't it more offensive to dress up as the iceberg? Well, you got to have a friend that's the iceberg. The iceberg is technically what killed them. Yes. Gosh. Well, the Not cold. the Titanic. Well, the cold did. But still, it's the whole thought. The Titanic you know. was the victim. Yeah, but nature killed people Absolutely. on the Titanic. They, they, you know, they, who we're talking about, you know, now, 
Uh, he killed people with his own hands. Yeah, but still, brutally. They they still died, right? Like you didn't yep. die twice nope. with with Dahmer, and and you only once. One was an accident. What? Jeffrey Dahmer did it on purpose. Yeah, so it was a human being. What's that the did worst that? costume you've ever worn? <sighs> I don't know. Uh, Hitler? No. That would be a bad. One. I went to that a would cost- be a bad one. I went yeah. to a, I went to a party when I had a guy was dressed like Hitler. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, it's not funny. No. Yeah, certain things you gotta. You're just there, and you're like, "This is the word bar- worst bar mitzvah ever." And uh, uh, it was. It, I, I'm serious. I was I creeped out by the whole thing, but uh, you know, I mean, I've worn some suspect costumes. I look back. Mm-hmm. Nothing though racist. I did dress up like Princess Di one year. I don't even want to know that. And then we'll leave it there. It was a pretty awesome. Costume. I bet. Ugh. Coming up next, Biden has a message for towns and cities at the border. You're not going to like it. Stick around. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Uh, Immigration. You a fan of immigration? Uh, I think we should all be a fan of immigration. But uh, we have a problem, and you know it and I know it. The problem's massive. So uh, this president, we'll call him Joe Biden. Hiding Biden is out, and he's hiding from one place, the border. And Gatos, he's asked places like El Paso and several others, guys, don't declare an emergency because it's going to make it seem like there's an emergency. Has he reached out and done that? Yeah. Well, how does he know he hasn't been there and he hasn't paid attention to it? So if if if. You think that there's a problem. Why don't you do something about it? That's a big thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If you think there's a problem or you mention something about it, people are going to think it's a problem. I think everybody should call an emergency. Yeah, absolutely. Yuma, um, you know, and and if it makes the president look bad, shouldn't shouldn't you do that even more? Because he's ignored the whole situation. And if he's pressuring the El Paso mayor not to declare a state of emergency, um, I don't think he knows what's going on. So oh, I, I think I he go, knows what's see, going on. I know. I go back and forth. Does he know what's going on or does he just not care? I don't think he really cares. That's, that's worse. I don't think he cares about the border. And I think he's doing exactly what he wants to do about the border. And that's nothing. Here, here's here's something interesting. So right now, uh, DHS is looking for a volunteer force. So people who work at the Department of Homeland Security uh, throughout D.C. and other parts to go down and to essentially do a lot of the gruntish work, uh, like paperwork, uh, handling all the minor. I thought that's oh, what the National Guard does when yeah, they go to the see, border. To do that, you have to declare a state of emergency. So declare a state of emergency. He doesn't want that because oh, that tough. sends a scent yeah. that, oh, bad things are coming. You must... Absolutely do this if you want it to get through them. So if it's a state of emergency, that means they get more money from the federal government. They can access certain things. And the whole thing is, though, I don't think it's about money for Biden. I think it's about kind of what you said. It makes him look bad. And he's got to admit that there's a problem. I don't think he's ever going to admit it. I think he likes what he sees. Yeah. No, no. So I want you guys to listen. This is interesting. 
An internal email that was sent out to most of the Defense Department staff instructs them to disseminate this widely and encourage this opportunity. A source, Bill, familiar with these documents, tells us this appears to be the Biden administration's way of circumventing an emergency declaration at the border. There wasn't a crisis. Why would they be um, advertising um, for, ser- for services like this? This administration refuses to divine the problem. Yep. And that's the big thing right there. So they're asking people. So you go down there and you're going to be doing everything from cleaning rooms to filling out their paperwork to, right. uh, you know, whatever it is that they need at that moment in time for up to 60 days at a time. So that way, hey, don't worry about declaring emergency. I'll just send people from here to there. So you don't have to make a big deal of it. I don't know. He's trying to save face, and you really can't. They're Democrats who look at the border and say, Mr. President, you're doing a terrible job. Terrible job. Even the Democrats know that. You know, earlier today we talked about in D.C. Um, voting. Yeah, they want undocumented immigrants to vote in the midterms. And all they have to do is be here for 30 days. 30 days. You don't get to vote if you're not here legally. You don't get to vote if you've only been here 30 days. When you hear people scream, I was stolen or was cheated, and then you're like, that's stupid. Then you hear stuff like this, you go, don't give them fuel for the fire. The Washington Post came out and said... Uh, this may be the dumbest of all your dumbest ideas, Democrats. Right. They haven't passed it yet. No, no. But it was 12 to 1 in the city council. Right. And it moves through to the next session. Yeah. And they're going to go through the next session. It'll probably be 12 to 1 there. It's crazy. Then, then Miriam Bowser will take a look at it as the mayor and stuff, and they'll decide what they do from there. But 30 days is all you need to be, regardless of your immigration status, meaning right. if you're there illegally, but you've been there for six months or six weeks, you can register to vote in local elections. But still, that's important. Most likely, if you got on one of Ducey's buses at the border... We're sending them voters. We're sending voters to D.C. They just got here. How do you justify that? You can't. No, you can't. I can't imagine that passing any any council. Well, somebody will eventually sue and they'll go, you guys can't do this. They can't do that. Uh, but uh, And this is not about somebody who's voting for school board who lives here, owns a house, owns a business, or is a diplomat. 30 days. This is people that are right here, yeah. just over the border for a little over a month, and they have a chance to vote if they want. It's insane. It's insane. All right, com- coming up next, uh, Becky Lynn's got the 5 o'clock KTAR News Expansion.